Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Did you ever watch The Twilight Zone? God, remember The Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was oh, down on yeah, basic glasses. What about the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went, come over here for a minute, and turned her into plastic. You, you want to see something really scary? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for the Zoning Out Podcast. I'm Christopher Feinstein. John Sachs. Frank Bonacci. It's Judd. It's Judd. We are here to discuss Season 1, Episode 10, Judgment Night, with an air date of December 4th, 1959. It's 1942, and a man finds himself on a ship in the Atlantic, not knowing who he is, nor how he got there. He does know the ship will soon be attacked by a German U-boat, though. A lot of trouble coming for this gentleman. <laughs> What do we think, foilers? What do we think, fellas? Um, I wonder if it seems like we've left the nostalgia. We did the nostalgia wave. We did the isolation wave. And now we're into trapped in a perpetual nightmare wave of the show. It's like, it's weird. Like the show's coming like waves. I wonder if Rod Serling had re- like had looked at Chucky Beaumont's take on a perpetual nightmare and says, all right, let me try one of those. And it's, it's similar in that respect. It's it's a, a person, another person trapped in a perpetual nightmare. Yeah, it's felt very similar to the episode that uh, last week's. It also reinforces the notion, and even it's funny, even when I was looking up this episode, it's that Black Mirror is essentially this show with cell phones. Because this, this to me felt like a proto-White Bear. And as I was looking up the episode, like in Wikipedia, it'll show, see also White Bear, episode of Black Mirror, which is about mm. somebody on the losing, uh, basically being forced to relive their crimes, but on the losing end. Yeah. Definitely more uh, war disdain too here. This time it's about the Nazis though. The Queen of Glasgow is a frightened ship and she carries with her a premonition of death. Dun, 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 dun. Serling is like the all-time movie trailer guy. Yeah, hmm. these are gr- these are great lines. Yeah, it travels alone like an aged, blind thing groping through the unfriendly dark, stalked by unseen periscopes of steel killers. Yes, the Queen of Glasgow is a frightened ship, and she carries with her a premonition of death. Now, in this, it's again like like White Bear. It plays a game with you in the audience. And again, this is pretty amazing for 59 that this is an episode where you're forced to empathize with somebody who you learn in its final moments that, like, was actually a monster. Yeah. Mr. Lancer, are you all right? Yes, yes, I'm all right. It's just that I have these crazy feelings. The feeling of doing things, saying things. The feeling that you've done them before? I know that feeling. I've had it occasionally. Being in a room somewhere and being able to swear that you've been there before. And the people. Yes. And the people too. How odd. 
don't seem to recall. Because you're, 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 you're right alongside with him as he's struggling to understand what's happened to him, and he feels like a victim, and then you realize, oh. Like, oh, you're a piece of garbage. Ain't no victim. You're, you're actual victim. human garbage. So there were people on that ship. Women, too. So? The shot of Lancer seeing himself on the enemy ship was great. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, because you know what? Well, obviously, it was, it was late when I was watching this. Well, not obviously to anybody but me, but I don't know why I said obviously. <laughs> I was confused at first for a second. I said, wait a minute, what's happening? Is he doing? Then I said, oh, now I get mm -hmm. it. I was a little slow when I was watching this one. I said, <laughs> oh, he's an asshole. He's the bad guy. I see now what's happening. Probably shouldn't have admitted that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I was in the same boat. Like once they were asking for his passport and stuff, the I was like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I was in the same U-boat. Hey. 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 It's such an interesting premise. It's weird. It's like are they intentionally grouping these episodes like by themes because it just seems to be playing out that way. I know I said it as yeah. a joke before, but I really think that's what's <laughs> happening. Wouldn't you like want to space those episodes out like tradition, like now modern, like like, you know, scheduling thinking you'd want to like spread those around instead of grouping them together. But I kind of like uh, variations on the same theme since they're so close together. You're forced to think about them as a group as opposed to just one singular item and trying to like group them together in your head. It's like, Oh, they, it's like in the way, especially the way we're watching the show too, where we're watching them in, in chunks. Yeah. It's funny to see these patterns emerge where they're playing with different things. Like the first step the first time we see somebody trapped in their in a perpetual nightmare scenario. Uh, they seem like a victim, uh, a victim of impotency as we discussed in the previous episode. <laughs> we, we assume, we assume that's where they were going. And this one, he's not, he's a victim of his own horrible crimes. So yeah. not a victim at all, really. It's a great idea for an episode mm. to be trapped on the ship that you destroyed. And so it feels like Mr. Denton on Doomsday, Serling is kind of dipping his toe into this idea of how horrible violence is. But it's fairly light. And this is just him going all in. Yeah. Like the shot of people burning alive. I didn't expect him to go that incredible. hard. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah, a woman, too. Yeah. With fire in back of her? I mean, that was intense. Yeah, I don't know. That might in. have been the most intense scene of the series so far. Yeah. When they bring it up to him, like, hey, there's women and children on that ship, sir. And he's Another like, haunting yeah, right. shot is when he's yelling at them all to get off the ship, and they're like a still frame. Yeah. 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 Very jarring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this yeah. is one of those, this is when Twilight Zone works the best, when you, it's late at night, when you used to, like, when we first watched it, a lot of us. I didn't see this episode, I don't think, before this one. No, uh, I didn't see this one or the last one. This one I, like, never seen before, but, like, I just picture being 10 years old watching this, like, late at night on WPIX, and it'd just be like, I would have been freaked the fuck out if I was a kid watching this, because it's really jarring, that ending. Yeah. Very haunting last shot, just the ship just going away. Yep. Uh, great, great time. Ending dialogue again. Oh, what's his uh oh, so oh, yeah, it's so good. He just he does magic. That this, brought me like right back into it. Yeah, here he we just go. vanishes. He's like boo whoop. The SS Queen of Glasgow, heading for New York. And the time is nineteen forty two. For one man, it is always nineteen forty two. And this man will ride the ghost of that ship every night for eternity. This is what is meant by paying the fiddler. This is the comeuppance awaiting every man when the ledger of his life is opened 
and examined. The tally made and then the reward or the penalty paid. And in the case of Carl Lancer, former Capitan Leutnant, Navy of the Third Reich, this is the penalty. This is the justice meted out. This is judgment night in the twilight zone. Ooh. It's like Chills. poetry. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hair in the back of my neck. He did it again. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hair in the back of my neck. <laughs> yeah. I thought when you said at the end, I thought you were talking about the teaser for the next week's episode where he does disappears. Does disappear in the chair. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, he pulls an Endora on the chair. So it's the, the same director. I've been watching a lot of Bewitched. Uh, time enough at last, too. John Brown. Yeah. I was on uh, IMDb, and uh, there's, a, there's a top ranking of all season one episodes. And Perchance to Dream is one, and Judgment Night is two. So whoever put that list together huh. kind of has a, something for the, the, those themes, I'd imagine. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this feels like Serling grappling with the things he did or saw in war. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. The quote, I've had dreams about it. Perhaps there is a special kind of hell for people like us. Perhaps to be damned is to have a fate like the people on that ship, to suffer as they suffer and to die as they die. Oof. Damn. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's heavy. I mean, really, this I, I think the idea for this was great. I think the first half, and I, you know, again, I, I don't want to do Monday morning quarterbacks, but it's um, the first half felt a little slow, but the like the, la- the final act is great stuff, like really great stuff. About as good of a stretch as I've seen in the show so far. It, it's tough because we're watching this like in chunks, and we watched this one in the previous episode back-to-back, and that episode's like a rocket ship. <laughs> I'm not going to go back into it, but a guy runs shrieking into a rocket, the doctor's A rocket office. ship that doesn't work. <laughs> Why you got to remind me? Oh, my ticker. A limp rocket um, ship. Yeah, this one, this guy's, you know, just kind of befuddled. He just, it, it, there's just not a, not a dramatic oomph. It's just a guy being befuddled for the at a dinner table for the first half, essentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it all pays off beautifully. It's just not a, it's not a grabber like uh, the last episode. Do you guys know the actor, the lead actor? Do you know what else he was in? Uh, he was in a lot of stuff. He was in Twins. There you go. Hmm. He created the Twins in Twins. He's a doctor from Twins. <laughs> He's a doctor. He he just died. That man. Oh, in 2022, did? in April, he was 102 years old. Oh my! Goodness. Oh my God! He has longevity. That guy. Mitchell uh, says, "Well, Vincent, you turned out just like I <laughs> thought you would. What'd you do? Escape from prison?" Vincent says, "How'd you know my name?" Mitchell says, "I named you from a little movie called Twins." Beautiful. I love that movie. He's also Papa Mouskowitz in the American Tale movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Mouskowitz. That might be the best name ever. Can I give you the other Mitchell line from Twins? This is what yes, he says. To, this is what he says to Danny DeVito. <laughs> Wrong. The embryo did split in two, but it didn't split equally. All the purity and strength went into Julius. All the crap that was left over went into what you see in the mirror every morning. <laughs> God, that's horrible. My back teeth are wiggling. <laughs> <laughs> you don't scrub the kitchen floor. Take out your papers and your trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrub the kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yakety yak! Yakety yak! Don't talk back! 
Money. <laughs> Got it. That was of uh, the three Ivan Reitman, let's put Schwarzenegger in embarrassing situations comedy uh, trilogy. That's like my favorite of his. Kindergarten Cop and uh, Kindergarten Cop's pretty fucking strong, actually. It takes a little yeah. while to get going. You can't it's beat so Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, yeah, Kindergarten Cop's pretty yeah. dead. Now I take it back. We'll, we'll all agree, though, that uh, Junior, is, uh... Junior is not very good. <laughs> no, we're gonna, we forget about that. No. One. <laughs> I mean, even though it's Danny DeVito's back. It should have been a home run. It's like bring them, like they just brought the band back together from Twins, and it's like this should kill. <laughs> yeah. And then it really wasn't. <laughs> You're my brother. I love you. It's just <laughs> it's so creepy. Imagine a hulking Austrian just comes up to you, and you're a piece of shit. Like they do, you know. You're my brother. I love you. <laughs> Get away from me. I understand. Danny. I sympathize with Danny DeVito, the smiling lunatic. <laughs> just keeps seeking me out. <laughs> smiling lunatic. That was a really good uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I could do it in a low voice. That's it. I can't. I can't do the yell that everybody does. Stop it. I, yeah, I can't do that. I could do. Nice to meet you. Like stuff like that. I could do. <laughs> My CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. Like I could do that kind of thing. The lower register Schwarzenegger. I could do. <laughs> Rubber baby Bobby Bunkers. <laughs> no, wait, no, what is it? Rubber baby Bobby Bunkers. I can't even tell. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Uh, famous comedian, Arnold Braunschweiger. Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> I hope you have enough room for my fiscal's gun to ram it into your stomach. <laughs> Remember the days of the Arnold soundboards? The Arnold soundboards. Oh, sure. Oh, that was peak internet. Yeah. Really Listening to internet. some of those phone calls. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. May I kiss you? Yeah. Yes, I would like yeah. to have a room, please. You would like to do it? I'm sorry? Yes, correct. Okay, I'm sorry. So I wasn't understanding. What is it that you're trying to do? Yes, I would like to have a room, please. A room? Yes. We don't reserve for rooms, sir. This is Hunk Mania. It's uh, male dancers. Yeah. What do we got to do? Our club. I'm sorry? What do we got to do? What do we have to do? Yeah. Oh my God! When he when he's ordering a computer from like That's Gateway the, or something, the best fucking thing I've ever heard. And, Still to this day. What kind of computer do you have? My CPU is a neural net processor. A learning computer. <laughs> a learning computer. <laughs> is this is this computer for a home or office? Yes, for your home. Yeah. And then they just go. Uh, well, but after he's after he does the neural net processor, a learning computer. She just goes. Okay. Uh, is this for you? <laughs> <laughs> you lack discipline. Do I uh, like discipline? Yes. Yes. Then <laughs> <laughs> they just keep repeating. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it's, ah, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Whoever did because like, nobody like that was like the beginning of like yeah. people using soundboards before yeah. it became like mm -hmm. people know expected. So nobody knew what the fuck was going on. No. I'm Detective John Kimball. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You man. son of a bitch. She just How goes, are you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 My favorite is his yeah that they always use because he sounded like mildly confused when he said it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I need an own soundboard. Oh. <laughs> So that was the episode. <laughs> <laughs>
stop it. Yeah, it's one of those episodes. I don't have much to say about it. It's it does its job. It's uh, you know, it just shows you a man who did awful things and yeah. his conscious or if or if you believe in a higher power is punishing him. Uh, mm-hmm. and then that's it. It's definitely one of, <laughs> one of those more front loaded episodes too, where it takes a while to get to yeah where it's going. It felt ballsy though. The subject oh, matter sure. felt yeah. ballsy. Sure. Once it like unloads in the second half, it's 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 fun. I mean, not fun. I mean, it's it's pretty powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. yeah. I found a Serling quote now that now that he's back in the saddle and writing this one. This is what he says. This is from 1957. The process of writing cannot be juggled with another occupation. Writing is a demanding profession and a selfish one. And because it is selfish and demanding, because it is compulsive and exacting, I didn't embrace it. I succumbed to it. Oh, hmm. wow. That's, I mean, that might be the best summation of like trying to be a writer I've ever heard. That's amazing. Yeah. I succumbed to it. It's like Stephen King's. I, I always use this when describing writing. The boss is the boss. Mm. Ever hear that? And uh, yeah. And what was that book uh, uh, on writing? Durr. What was that book he wrote about writing? On writing. On writing. <laughs> and he just yeah. talks about like the things he writes and why he writes them. And it's just like, well, I'd love to write a comedy. I would love to. But when I sit down, the boss is the boss. This is what's in my head. And this is what gets pours out. I don't have any control. I have just as much as control over it as anybody else does. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another great thing. It's not yeah. as eloquent as Serling's thing, but I always like the simplicity of that. The boss is the boss. They said yeah. this was one that's of true. the first episodes that uh, they had a studio note from CBS to change something in the script. One of the first times. And it was one so insignificant that he was just like, okay. When they're on, when in the galley, one of the sailors calls down for a pot of tea. But because Sanka was a sponsor, they changed it to a cup of coffee. And that was the only line that he got. It was the only note that he received. And he was just like, ah, I don't care, whatever. That's fine. It's so that's so minor. But that was Yeah, it. so the, the the plot where uh the people burn alive were cool yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, that's just, just the Sanka thing. Burn, the thing. burn, burn all real. the cricket players you want. <laughs> you know, if if if, if, if the, while they're ablaze, they can be holding a cup of Sanka, maybe. <laughs> you know, what do you note. think of that? <laughs> <laughs> this fire burns, but this coffee is smooth. <laughs> 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 Maybe they, you could douse them with Sanka to put them out of their misery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. Is this coffee freeze-dried? It is? <laughs> Sanka, another product of warfare, actually. Yeah. That's where freeze-dried coffee came from. It was just like, we need to get coffee get to, to the these troops. people. Yeah. It's quite good. Yeah. It's quite good. All <laughs> coffee <laughs> freeze-dried? <laughs> it's, it's very good. Yes, have some. <laughs> yes, have some. <laughs> yes, have some. Oh, there's another quote from Serling, and it's a really uh, good question. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> he said in, a, in an issue of broadcasting that he, you know, he started getting annoyed with the, the sponsor requests because like, he's like, in my scripts, you can't ford a river if it's sponsored by Chevy. It's like, I can't offer someone a match if it's sponsored by Ronson Lighters. He's like, so it's kind of like he started getting really agitated with some of the notes he was getting from... Uh, what about Oasis cigarettes? Oh, yes, yes, we can change no, that. We can always, <laughs> we always change that. It's always room for more cigarettes. Oasis. He, he made a he made a comment that he said it's a good thing sponsors don't realize that people can drink water or else episodes would never happen on dry land. Huh. I'm curious if you guys have have you told people you've been watching the Twilight Zone and what the reaction has been? Oh yeah, it's, it, I've seen every episode. I'd love to come and talk about it. I said you haven't seen every episode. I can guarantee it. <laughs> 
It's funny. I met the first every time when I bring up the show to people, everybody always brings up like it's like we talked about in the episode. Everybody always brings up the uh, time enough at last ending where Burgess Burgess breaks his glasses. I met the first person who had no idea what I was talking about. (laughs) I was and it was a man who was age appropriate. He was my wife's dentist. We were just shooting the shit. And of course, I plugged the podcast It's like my wife's going in for surgery. And it's just like, hey, check out the zoning out podcast, uh, (laughs) Spotify on Apple. And, uh, yeah, it was it was like, that. like the Sanka sponsor. It was like, it was like that, but less organic. Uh, right. And uh, I was like, oh, I used to watch Twilight Zone when I was a kid. And I, I said, yeah, we just did the episode uh, Time Enough at Last, Burgess Meredith. And he's like, I don't know that one. <laughs> it was like, really? Like, oh, huh, I, I, right. I, 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 I'm going to go. Like, but and he named like a bunch of episodes that like, you know, that people know. And he's just like, but like the most popular episode one of the most well-known episodes of Kai, i have no idea what you're talking about i think you're a crazy person <laughs> that'd be funny if he named like a recent one like one from the yeah. remake oh did you see yeah it's on last you're month right. i'm like what the fuck yeah. are you talking about uh, how are we going to deal with that new show uh, uh, when, when we get to it in six years is when we'll have to worry <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. let's yeah, cross yeah, that yeah. bridge when we get to it there'll yeah. be a new new show by then yeah they will be. Yeah. It, it gets rebooted it's everybody was like freaking out like it's like how can you reboot the twilight zone it's like this would be the third or fourth reboot, if you want to count. Uh, fifth reboot, if you count the movie. Uh, and uh, it's been uh, it's been rebooted in the '80s. It was rebooted in early 2000s, and this is just another reboot. And it was uh, put on ra- BBC Radio for a lot of years too. So it's been rebooted a bunch of times. I just watched the movie again recently, and God damn it, do I love Joe Dante's bit. <laughs> It's so evident. Again. It's so evident that he just really wants to make Looney Tunes cartoons. It's yeah, just well, in everything he does. Well, I know that's his like his pedigree, but it's like, well, let, let me just keep making this. Let's have the episode stop. Why? So a Tasmanian like Tex Avery monster thing could just do stuff for a few seconds, just go <laughs> and, yeah. and just disappear, and then disappear. It's like I really well, just want to do play with those sound effects. Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gremlins too it's just like right. oh what is what is this one aye, aye, gremlin aye. dressing <laughs> <laughs> why is this gremlin dressed like the phantom of the opera uh, what <laughs> it's just one of the funniest most jarring things no my favorite well it's always the bar scene is my favorite thing where they cut to a guy dressed like humphrey bogart <laughs> a gremlin dressed like humphrey bogart and it becomes like a noir scene scene he's just smoking a cigarette and like jazz starts playing and it's just like why is this movie? St- the movie stops to do this. You're not learning anything. <laughs> Nothing is that like there's no plot momentum, but it's just like Joe. It's like Joe Dante said, guys, guys, stop. This needs to happen right now. <laughs> you know, they're doing, a, I think, a, a drive in in Hollywood this weekend. They're doing a screening of Gremlins and Joe Dante is going to be there for a Q&A. Oh, I'm so fucking mad that I don't live anywhere nearby. God damn it. There's a movie of Joe Dante's that's never it's only ever been screened. And it's, he's never released it, and believe me, if it existed in any form on the internet, I would have found it a long time ago. But it just does not exist, except like as a touring print, and it's like a film he made when he was in school. It's like three hours long, and it's essentially, if you've ever seen the Atomic Cafe, it's like a documentary where you just essentially you don't have narration, you just use a bunch of, uh, you use just like pop culture imagery to tell a story. And like the Atomic Cafe, they just show like they just basically tell you like what life was like in the 50s using uh, old newsreel footage and uh, educational shorts and sitcoms. And it basically tells like like does uh, tells a story about 
what the atomic age was like in the 50s. Uh, and uh, this is like uh, uh, his like take on like Vietnam era 60s. Mm. So I'd love to see that. Apparently, it's really fun, amazing. It's like never been released. I think we can all agree when it comes to getting a guest on this show that Joe Dante is the white whale. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to will it I into George existence. Miller. See, I, oh, George I, George Miller I, too. We, That's we eventually so, got to do. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do the, the movie. movie is its own discreet thing. So I don't want to get too far. No, into no, it, no, but no. Geez, George Miller. We should uh, end after the for season. Once season one's done, we're done with season one before we start season, season two, we should do the movie. Yeah. I want to get it out of the way. I mean, it's like something you might want to hold on to, but no, nah, I really, really, really I just want to talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah, it's interesting. And I haven't actually watched it in a long time. I watched I've watched one I've watched one story more than others. I don't want to say which one, but it's like the one I, I just put on because it's one of my favorite directed things ever. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And he's and his perform ah, oh, it's so good. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. I of course. I mean, we use the opening for the, of the movie in our opening for a reason. I know. Yeah, love it. Well, yeah, my wife never watched it, so we were like, it's on uh, Tubi for the next seven days, I believe, before it gets taken off. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. And mm. she was excited. She never saw it. She liked it. I haven't watched it in forever. So good. It's it's some, really, some it, Obviously, it's, some are better than others. Sure. Some of the bits well, are better I, than others. You, you have know, four amazing directors. Right. You know, John, well, Landis, is, John Landis' is bit... Is gimped. Is gimped, uh, for, right, for obvious reasons. Yeah. It's not, I don't want to go into Yeah, I don't want to get into it. It's so ugly. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. It has been interesting, though, because <clears throat> I'm sure you guys have this, where now when you um, see people and you do the, oh, what are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? You throw three or four at each other. But you can you can tell, like, no one's going to watch any of the ones you're recommending to each other. Yeah, but na- lately, have. I've been doing just Twilight Zone. So what are you watching? Oh, Twilight Zone. And that's the only one I'll mention. And yeah. it's usually the same thing, right? It's like, really? Twilight Zone? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. We're starting from the beginning, 1959. And I kind of lay out why it's so awesome. And then the first question is usually, okay, well, well, how do I watch it? Where is it? And then I'll explain like, well, Paramount Plus has the whole thing, but you got to pay. Or Pluto, you can watch the first two seasons for free. But if you just, it's interesting to have just the one show. And it's so old. You can tell people, are, it makes people more intrigued to actually watch the thing you're recommending yeah like really the twilight zone from like 60 years ago you're watching that yeah yeah i'm watching it and it's awesome it's whereas that. oh yeah this on netflix and this on hbo max and blah 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 and nobody gives a shit right it's all just it's all going over their head nobody right. cares unless you, unless yeah. you say what they're actually watching <laughs> as a time of uh recording like the big the two big killer apps that everybody was talking about at least on like my social media is uh house of the dragon and uh, the Lord of the Rings. And it's like basically 50% say it's amazing. But both jokes, it's amazing. It's just two people. Anybody who watches this show is an idiot. Everybody who hates this show is an idiot. That's literally, I see that like all day. It's just like, I I, I don't, it's like, wow, I yeah. don't care. Yeah, I get yeah. Dahmer. Are you watching Dahmer? Yeah, I got all that. Nah. I watched a little. I watched it. it. Right. I, I couldn't really get into it. I, uh, I watched it. And then I, I kind of gave up. It's a lot of episodes for it. Yeah, it's, it's like, a lot. I was like... Just to watch him do the same thing, all yeah. Sit down over there, take a picture of me. It's a solid four. I think you could do four, five, maybe five. I'll go crazy, say five. Like, like the people versus OJ Simpson. I think that was five. Yeah, or six, or whatever it was. And I was perfect, perfect length uh, for that. Like this is like twelve. It's like what the? I I I don't really. 
you know, it's just like, how do how do you stretch this out to 11 episodes? Well, we just do everything very slowly. Right. That's the answer. It's and, like, and over and over again. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's a, a lot of repetition and a lot of wheel spinning. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. All the performances That's one way to go great, about it. It's like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm like, just fucking eat the guy. Let me get out of here. Fuck, Stop <laughs> playing with your food. Twi- I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. Are you gonna eat it? The opposite. It's, it's usually like, uh, I wish this was longer. Right. I wish I had a, more of this. Right. It, it's throwing. Yeah. It's so like yeah. It gets through like a lot of as much in some episodes. You get through as much thematic business as like a whole season takes to tell of a show. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like we said before. It's concise and it's just like it's so refreshing to watch something that's very like discreet in how it presents a story and concise. Where it's like, just like, oh boy, that guy looked at that guy funny. I guess we'll find out what that means in three episodes. Yeah. I it, it, I enjoy, this is like cathartic watching The Twilight Zone. And you can just let everyone who's watching House of Dragon and Lord of the Rings, just like, let them all argue about why mm-hmm. each side is stupid. Just let them have that. That, And I'll just, I'll just be over here peacefully watching the sunset. As they're all like inside a bar screaming it, but no one can hear each other talk. Like, that's what it feels like. <laughs> and it's all like, especially, and they're both prequels to things. Like, so see, like, and I, I don't know enough about any of these. So that's why Delaphanes, Queen of Elves, says that thing in The Lord of the Rings. Like, who the fuck? You're an adult. <laughs> the fuck cares? <laughs> Get a life, will you, people? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, yeah, I bet tough. you don't even kiss a girl. <laughs> it all comes back. You know, it's funny. It always comes back to Shatner on, on SNL. SNL, I mean. In that sketch. It really, it's like, you know, like I would say, like when I was in the con scene for a while, I was like, that's not how it really is. And then I buy back. That's like, yeah, he's kind of fucking right. <laughs> What's uh, everyone's rating on this episode? A six for me. I wish it was higher because, again, that second half's great. Uh, it just didn't move. And again, I don't know if this is because I watched this and the last episode back to back. So I'm forced to compare the two. So yeah. sometimes it's that's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing. And in this case, I think it was a bad thing because I was just like underwhelmed coming off of that episode. On its own terms, I still think I say I agree with what John said that it's a little bloated in its first half. Takes a little too long to get in its, where it's going. So yeah, six for me. I'm going to put it at a seven, I think, with the... Just just because seven seems to be the score I give everything. And it's a solid seven. Everything's a solid seven. And uh, just the imagery at the end, that kind of like, they if he didn't go balls out like he did, just roasting that lady and uh, <laughs> setting the whole ship on fire, which you don't really see, you know, for 1959, yeah, I mean, it, it probably would have been a six. But I'm going to say, you know what? That was ballsy. Yeah. And to, to win the note war where the only change you made was changing T to Senka and you left the, the Inferno. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to say that I'm going to, I'm going to keep it as a seven. The seven. I mean, it's a, you know what? I'm going to, you, you, you changed my mind. I don't, I don't think it's fair to give it a set a six. Cause that let la- the last five minutes are really, really good. Yeah. So, Oh yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a seven. I mean, it's a, it's a low set. Have you guys, I've already, cause I have all the episodes, like I'll have title and then the grade. I've already kind of started tinkering here and there because as the episodes are getting better, I'm now thinking, oh, this one actually wasn't as good as that. So now I have to bump it back a grade. Mm. No, so it's I getting harder. Yet. I gotta yeah. start st- You know what? If you're like, if you're like spreadsheeting that out, like you're, who's, is everybody keeping tally of their grades? Sorta. Not really. I, gotta, I just have I gotta, mine. Yeah. I gotta, yeah, I'm going to go yeah. back and like, listen, cause I gotta go. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. 
check a tally because I, I, yeah, I want to see how that changes throughout the season. It's a good idea. Yeah, and it's more content for the show. We could have. Well, we right. Have I'm just the making, tally episode. I'm just making a ranking where it's like where I put them from number one all the way down to the bottom, but then I just keep inserting them where I think they they go above and below each other. What was the second episode? I think I gave that a nine when I watched one it. For like, one for the yeah, angels. One for the angels, yeah. You are just the best episode a... of the series. <laughs> I was so, I was like, <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I was fucking emotional. We only I watched can't. two episodes. It brought back memories of Papa. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, now I listen. I go, if I go back and listen, it's like, what, was I fucking high? Yes, but I mean, that's not an excuse. <laughs> I was like, I watch it now. I think about that. I'm like, what was I talking about? I was okay. <laughs> it's like Edwin. Edwin. I... Edwin is amazing. <laughs> he, had a, he was in a movie. It's not Ed Blues. It's Edwin. And that's what this episode did. Uh, sweet old man. He can't sleep at night. Yeah. Loves them children. <laughs> but it's not gross or anything. Ted! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure his dick worked. <laughs> he's, a, he's a kindly old man with a fully functioning penis. <laughs> and he's good to kids. Not with the penis. He's just good. But oh he's hot. <laughs> he's dead and he suckers the jaws mayor to bite a bunch of junk. Ten stars. <laughs> and now I watch it, I'm like, oh, all right. He's like a nice old guy, you know. Friendly fella. <laughs> all right. Maybe we should, uh, you know, maybe we're a little too calm. Maybe from now on we could just come in raging hot with our takes and just yeah. scream them as loud <laughs> as possible. Just come in hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Nazis. This episode's a nine. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> not that hot, not that hot. <laughs> cool it off, cool it off. <laughs> That's going in the the description of the episode. Frank loves Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> what does Frank love more than Batman? Apparently Nazis. Nazis. We'll find out more in this episode. <laughs> Rubber baby buggy bumpers. And now, Mr. Serling. Next week, three men return from a flight into space, only to discover that their nightmare has just begun. Rod Taylor, James Hutton, and Charles Aidman appear in And When the Sky Was Opened. What happens to these men once they're picked up in the desert? Well, that gives you a rough idea. You'll see next week on The Twilight Zone. Thank you and good night.